Hello, this is Jennifer Wolf-Horsch, and I'm the Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions, also known as the IAIABC. You're listening to the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally. During Accidentally, we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation. I ask thought-provoking questions, hope to raise awareness of emerging issues, and offer insights on the industry. My hope is to make you think about work comp in a different way. You can listen or download our podcast each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast, or even better, subscribe to us on iTunes. Masks have been used by cultures for more than 9,000 years. Humans from all parts of the world carve and craft masks that are used to tell stories, commemorate ancestors, carry out religious ceremonies and rituals, protect warriors in battles. And in some ways, social media has given us new forms of masks today. Instagram feeds are full of dreamy photos, far-flung vacations, restaurant-worthy dinners, styled and decluttered homes, and families in fashionably coordinated outfits, all smiling brightly. Getting my two kids to smile in a single pic is a rare accomplishment. Scrolling through those feeds reinforces societal expectations that we are happy and joyful and living our best life every moment. But the reality is that those filters and photoshops mask our imperfections. Those social media feeds are deceiving. The use of masks has deep meaning for humans. It allows us to try on new personas but it also gives us a place to hide. And even without physical masks, many of us wear invisible masks on a daily basis. We hide pain, we hide hurt, we hide truth. Last year, I was introduced to the crisis text line. CTL was founded in August 2013 with the purpose of connecting people in pain some of whom may be considering suicide, to an individual who can help them move from a hot moment to a cool calm. CTL is available across the United States and is powered by an army of volunteer counselors who engage with texters 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Since August 2013, CTL has exchanged more than 72 million text messages. That's a lot of people grappling with pain and hurt in their lives. But too often, those with mental health challenges still feel a need to mask their problems and the impact of those challenges. Society is generally accepting of physical injury and illness, We hold open doors for somebody on crutches. We bring casseroles to the families of cancer patients. 
but society does not have that same openness toward mental illness. Mental health challenges are too often times hidden. An individual working through a mental health challenge may still make it to work. They participate in social activities, and they can oftentimes seem like themselves. That doesn't mean they aren't hiding internal suffering. It's estimated that one in five Americans experience a mental illness each year, and we need to work harder at unmasking accepting, and improving treatment options for mental illness. Mental illness is slightly more common in women than men, and young adults have the highest incidence rates. And yet, less than half of those with mental illness are receiving treatment. The reasons for this are varied. There's still a lot of stigma. There's a high demand for providers, and there's poor or lack of insurance coverage. But we still need to do better. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. All of us can be more accepting of mental health challenges. Too often times we think of mental illness as a moral failing or poor or weak character. That results in isolation, somebody's further decline in health, and damages an individual's chance of recovery. We need to talk more openly about mental health and recognize it as a treatable illness. And when it comes to treatment, this isn't a one-size-fits-most piece of clothing. Some individuals need therapy, others need medication, and many need both. This acceptance of mental health and mental illness is even more important as our country responds to the opioid epidemic and we must do better at improving treatment for addiction. It's a no-brainer. We can all be more educated on mental illness. The more we know, the more we will accept. There are lots of resources available to help us better understand what mental illness is and isn't. And if you're looking for a good new podcast, check out The Hilarious World of Depression, which was launched as a part of Minnesota's Make It Okay campaign. Another way we can participate in destigmatizing mental illness is to be thoughtful about the language we use to describe it. These people aren't crazy, demented, deranged, maniacs, addicts, or psychos. In fact, we need to use people-first language, which emphasizes the person over the mental illness or condition. A good way to think of it is no more labels. It's a person with alcohol use disorder instead of an alcoholic. It's a person suffering from schizophrenia not a schizophrenic. And finally, we can show more empathy. Humans are very good at wearing invisible masks. We may never really know what someone is battling inside. But just like a physical illness, recovery has good days and bad days. Kindness and understanding go a long way in supporting 
our friends, our family, and our colleagues. Policymakers can play a role too. There are ongoing efforts to increase access and improve parity for mental health services. Legislation at the federal level, including the Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equity Act, the Affordable Care Act, and the 21st Century's Cure Act, promote coverage for behavioral health services and addiction treatment by private insurers. Specifically, the Affordable Care Act includes mental health and substance abuse disorders as essential health benefits, and insurers cannot have different payment or access rules for these services. Federal and state legislation has sought to support and enhance coverage and parity for mental health treatment and recovery services in the last several years. You may find yourself wanting to help or needing to help yourself. Here are some resources to look into. Many employers have employee assistance programs that offer confidential, free support services to promote mental and emotional well-being. Ask your supervisor or human resources department if you want to learn more. You can also contact your health insurance provider or talk to your primary care physician. They can connect you with treatment options within your plan. 211.org and AuntBertha.com are online resources that can connect you to local service providers, including counselors, therapists, and treatment programs in your local area. If you or someone you know is in crisis, encourage them to reach out to the crisis text line by texting 741741. If you think they'd prefer to talk to someone, encourage them to reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Each of us will face both mental and physical challenges in life. We may want to hide the pain, hurt, fear, and uncertainty. Removing the mask is hard. But we need to remember and celebrate the strength in our vulnerability. Thank you for listening to Accidentally, the IAIABC's podcast on workers' compensation issues. You can listen to previous podcasts at iaiabc.org slash podcast. And I always enjoy your feedback. I can be reached at jwolf at iaiabc.org. Cheers, Jennifer.